Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. 17.30 GMT on 97.3 CTFM, broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. My name is Umaru Sanda Amadou here with... Eno Safo. And coming up over the next 90 minutes, despite our frantic efforts by the electricity company of Ghana ECG to solve the metering challenges, customers continue to struggle. We'll tell you about the ugly stampedes that were witnessed at ECG district offices this weekend. Plus, the remedy has been put in place by the state power distributor. Also coming up, Ashanti Region NPP Chairman Bernard Entribosiakun, also or popularly known as Chairman Untimi, denies engaging in illegal mining activities after the lands minister ordered the halting of operations of his Ankunta mining company. So I'm appealing to them that they should use the law. They should do their investigation and we let the law work. This is what I want. Law should work. But I want to tell the public, I say, I'm propaganda, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, they were last key company, said the last key company, B.I. Wagana, Yamrakwaso, Fadiye, last key B.I. And it would be, so, and now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, and later on Eyewitness News, Vice President Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia tours the northern part of the country to commission projects and engage party grassroots. The question is, is that a subtle campaign we'll be following his train here on Eyewitness News? Stay with us for that story and others here on Eyewitness News. And in business... Cocoa farmers raise concerns over the delay in announcement of the price of cocoa. That's in 50 minutes, and um, that will be the latest in the world of business from the City Business Desk. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations, including in the Western Region. Um, on In the Western Region, we are, at, I'd rather bring you the Upper West Region, uh, Tumpani Radio 88.5 FM in Nadoli, the Speaker of Parliament's hometown. We are also in the Upper East region on Rekas 92.1 FM in Bongo Namu. In the Northern region, we are on North Star 92.1 FM in Tamale. In the Northeast region, we are on Nobia FM 98.1 in Nalirigu. In the Western region, we are on Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi and Sky Power 93.5 FM in Takradi. So in the Ashanti region, we are on Focus 94.3 in Kumasi on the campus of KNUST. Also in the same city in Kumasi, we are on Orange 107.9 FM. In the Volta region, we are on Sela Radio 97.1 FM in Dabala and Holy 98.5 FM in Aflao. Now, since last week, we've been reporting for you the challenges that ECG prepaid customers have been having. There have been difficulties with recharging and uh, People have had to move to district offices over the weekend of the ECG because ECG announced that it was fixing the challenges it had with its meters. People went there. There were stampedes in most of the centers that we we, we visited. The ECG has said it was going to solve the problem by the end of today. A reporter in the city newsroom, Kwekwe Diamansa, 
has been moving out and about and checking what the situation is. Kweku, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, Sanda. Which areas did you go to and um, was the picture any different? So I actually went to the Newtown area, also Kotobabi and Kokomlimli. I used that particular stretch. And when I went there, I didn't see a lot of the ECG customers at the various um, vending points. And this is because mostly when they get there, they attend away by the vendors there. They will tell you that the system is either slow or it's not even being restored. And so I would want to go into the details of it. So the vendors, they will tell you that the Nuri system, which is one of the metering system, has not been restored stored um so this one when you get there as a customer they will tell you right away that it has not been restored so such people were not even wasting their time there they just get there and they, they are told and then they leave now for those who are using the cart which i i understand is called the e-cash they have some sort of respite so they get there and then they are told that the system has been restored as was um, announced by the ecg last night however there's a challenge with it because the system is very slow so some of them can spend like two hours three hours there just waiting for their transaction to go through so the vendors themselves were actually frustrated there because instead of attending to a lot of people they just work on two or three people and so that was the situation there. But I didn't see a lot of people as we saw in previous days where a lot of people were rushing to the centers to be able to buy the credits. So this one, very few people there. But when you get there, you just know your stance. Either your system has been restored so that you wait a little bit. For people who can't wait, they just leave the place. So the ECG customers still, I would say, they are reeling the impact of the technical challenge, which has been um, already informed by the ECG. So the problem has to be solved at the district offices of the ECG because the vending points are still problematic. This is the situation at the district offices. Same thing. Well, so um, I passed by the Avenor place and it's still not working. So for all the other systems, yes, you get there, they'll tell you that they can work on it for you, but you would have to wait for some period of time before you'll be able to get it done. But you for you, the you spoke one, to people when you went there, didn't, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. Let's listen to some of them. Home is terrible. You see these children when they are at home weekends without light, it's very frustrating. So I don't know. I have some solar lamp. That's the lamp we use to charge our phone, and it is raining too. The sun is not coming for the charger to charge the phone. So, as they say, I was here. I came here around. Uh, that's four hours ago. I left my money. I am back still. The system is on and off. People are here, they left their money and uh, their receipts. So the girl is trying, it's coming one one. So I hope it will get to my turn. So those are customers of ECG that you spoke to there. Who, who else did you speak to during your interactions? So I moved on from the customers and I spoke to the vendors because a lot of them say they are losing out, they are not cashing in as is expected. So the vendors too also spoke to me. Donatech has been very slow, like this morning I came around 7 and I sold only 3 for 3 people and since then I've not been able to sell so it's been very slow I just printed like 4 receipts for people and the rest is not coming when I type the amount I'm supposed to retype again after retyping then that's all it's still, it's still, it's still no week. It's very slow. It goes on and off, on and off, on and off. That's all. I think the end of the month, a lot of people come and buy 
some buy month monthly monthly so some will come and buy like 500 600 and 3000 yeah that's all i can say wow. and how are you going to make up for all these amounts <laughs> some um some will wait for us to resume and come and buy but some too they can't wait so i'll say like 2000 so i can't get all the 3000 yesterday's network was better than today and today we are able to sell the card instead of the new the new is not going through at all but, but even with the card that you're s- selling would you say that the system has improved it's picked up now yeah, yeah yeah the card is actually going on the the, the network for the card is fast yeah, but that of the new is not picking up because the new uses the site and the site is actually done you are not able to enter into the site yeah yeah do the purchase but the card is I think that one is a software. Yeah, so that one is different from that of the Nuri. And so, so far, how many people have you been able to attend to? Okay, actually, the Nuri is only two people. I mean, that one, if you don't take care, you might lose because because of how the connection is. It's not all that stable. Yeah, so I think the Nuri is two and the rest is the cast. The business is getting down. Yeah, because actually... My concern is about the customer because we can't have any vivid like explanation for the customers. So the customers are some of them use them for businesses and so that we don't know how they go about it. So we are still waiting on them. So those are some vendors, ECG prepaid credit vendors, uh, speaking with uh, Kweku Diamansan, who is still in studio. Kweku, what else has been said, and what else did you observe before you leave the studio? So key amongst the things that they were all raising, that's the customers and the, the vendors was the part of the compensation. They say that they have lost a lot of things. So that's for people who use the electricity for their businesses. So if, they, if, if it's a cold store, they feel that they've lost so much and the ECG should be able to compensate them. And you do um, actually re- recall that the CEO for the um the CEO for the Consumer Protection Agency, Kofi Capito, had already raised this thing last week and had called for the compensation to be given. So these people were also um, actually calling for compensation, which they say they, they are not really sure that the ECG will give them that. Thank you so much. Uh, that's uh, Kweku um, of the City Newsroom sharing with us what he found when he moved around Accra today at the various ECG centers. We'll be hearing from the uh, managing director of the Electricity Company of Ghana who called a press conference today. But before then, let's touch base with the second big, second biggest city in Ghana, uh, Kumasi Daris. Half is Tijani's on standby. Half is, take it over. Well, the situation is taking a different twist in the Ashanti region. We've been reporting about the domestic and commercial issues people are complaining about, but people are now talking about their security because in some areas, people who are living in new sites are uh, complaining that uh, criminals are taking advantage of the darkness as a result of the power outages to perpetrate their activities. So that is their worry. For them, uh, they are used to their food staffs being going bad in the fridges. Uh, now, their security is more important than maybe throwing food away because the food has gone bad. So they were at some of these district offices, Edum, Denyame, and Dunyasi, where people are 
coming from long distances to uh, join long queues to purchase the credit for their prepaid meters. And they say that the situation is getting out of hand and want the electricity company of Ghana to work uh, assiduously to bring the situation under control because their security, lives and properties are under threat. In Accra this weekend, we noticed stampedes in some of the ECG district offices. Is that something that you also witnessed this weekend? Because ECG has announced that uh, its offices were going to be opened on Saturday and Sunday, which is unusual. Exactly. So as at 6 a.m., people were queuing, joining snaky queues along um, at uh, Benyame, Edum, and other district offices of the ECG because the private vending stations or centers were not operating, the concentration and the pressure uh, were at the district offices and people were going at their numbers try to uh, buy this credit for the prepaid meter. So uh, from 6 a.m. to even after 5 p.m., you still realize that people were still there. Some people uh, were bent on getting the credit because they could not uh, continue with the kind of frustration they go through at home. So now even businesses are, uh, are closing because of this issue. People are saying that their kids are not able to go to school because they, they do not have water to uh, bath to take their bath before going to school. They are not able to iron their clothes to allow them to go to school. So a number of complaints. So people are joining the queues uh, in a desperate move to uh, get the credit to buy. Thank you so much. Hafiz Sijan is our correspondent in Kumasi. He has been speaking to some customers. Let's listen to him. Uh, apologies, uh, that sound bite is uh, just having, we are having some technical challenge with that sound bite. But let me know if you are an ECG prepaid customer who suffered um, any of the challenges that we are discussing. Let's know how you are surviving. Let's know what the past situation in your home, in your business is, and whether or not uh, the challenges that are being resolved, the resolution of these challenges by the ECG has reached your area. Uh, send us a message zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Let's go back to Kumasi and listen to customers. Everything got finished on Tuesday. Then I started coming here from Tuesday. Up to now. Anytime you come, come back tomorrow. Come back twelve o'clock, two o'clock. You can be here from morning till evening. Nothing. All they tell us is it's coming twelve o'clock, it's coming two o'clock. But there are other cards which currently is in operation. But this particular card is not coming. And you look as if the majority of us are having this one. They call it NSMAT or something. Majority of us are having this card. Life here in Kumasi currently is unbearable without electricity. I have to be frank. We have to stop working, come back, queue for this particular thing. Yet no one is telling us anything. All they tell us is, oh, it is coming, it is coming, it is coming. We are waiting for the link from the above. We are waiting for what? We are waiting for that. We don't know what to do. Every time we are here, we don't know what to do with our life now. Some comes here to sleep. There are some people who have been sleeping here 3 a.m., 4 a.m., just because they want to have access to electricity. We, we are a small family. Definitely one will have a fridge. 
would want to tuck in for the month or for the week without electricity everything got spoiled you have to invest another money in doing that it is the same money we are coming to use to purchase this again we, we have our money we have our cars but we are not having the power our light went off on friday we've been trying to get light to buy so um i was informed by a friend today that i should come and try over here um genius to see because he bought his from here only to get here to be told that we have um, two different types of cards so the one that I use in the house, which is from NS Smart or something, yeah, I can't get any to buy from here. So, like, there is no other place for me to go. I don't even know the excuse the ECG is given, but if you know that we actually can't buy light, you shouldn't bring a communicator and ask that we can get light to buy because it's frustrating. This is what we use for work. This will, in fact, I've been living with that light for almost four days now. So, if you issue a communicator that we can get light to buy and then we get here to be disappointed, I think. It's very, very frustrating. So I think this has to be resolved as quickly as possible so that normal life can resume because we are not having it, it easy at all. We are not having it easy at all. So this is the little I have to say. We have some, some areas that become very dark. So um, if there are some houses without light, for instance, in front of my house, we have this um, huge, um, how do you call it, street light that supplies light to almost like half of the neighborhood. So our light, as I said, is off. So if all these issues and then we are not having light, which will also supply the main thing, then it's a problem. Because who knows, we are, we are surrounded by um, criminals every day. So if the lights are not working and we can't get access to all these lights, anything can happen at any time. We don't know who a criminal is. Anything can happen at any time. So I think, yeah, it's a security issue that the, the ECG has, <laughs> has to find a way to rectify as soon as possible. Yeah. So those are customers of uh, ECG who are speaking to City News correspondent Hafiz Tijan in the Ashanti Regional Capital, Kumasi. When we come back, the MD of ECG, Samod Dubik Mahama, called a press conference today, has been explaining issues and giving promises. We'll be hearing from him shortly. Please stay. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF, and the big story we are bringing you tonight is that ECG customers are still having challenges with uh, the purchase of prepaid credit. The ECG has been trying to fix the problem from the weekend. It's been difficult today. The MD, Samuel Dubik Mahama, called a press conference. Let's listen to what he has said to Ghanaians. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to all customers of the Electricity Company of Ghana who attempted to purchase power and were not able to purchase power. The company admits its fault. The company admits that it was not able to deliver on a service but the company also at this point would like to let all its customers know that most vending stations are up and running. I use the word most because we still have some few challenges in the Ashanti region of that we are working on and hopefully by close of day today it will be resolved. We also want to tell our cherished customers that all those who have a problem should use their, their redress channels through PURC and see us, and then we'll handle it on a case-by-case -case basis. 
anybody whose power comes up and they have a problem can visit our nearest customer service office with their, li their last purchase receipt and then we would go through and do the necessary reconciliation. We'd like to thank all of them for their patience. We'd like to thank them for their, their belief in the company through these trying times. The company has gone through something that is, is still coming out of and we just did some time. And we believe we've managed it very well within the time frame and within how we have reacted. And this has shown how resilient the company is, how well resourced and how well staffed the company is. And we want the good people of Ghana who enjoy our service to know that we shall continue to serve them and do our best to give them the quality service that they deserve and they need. Our current situation is that most vending stations are up. All third-party vendors are vending. If there's any third-party vendor whose system is not working well, we provided them with a, with a number for them to reach so that we can, we can assist them remotely to set them up, to get them up and running. We want them to know that hopefully by close of day today, everything will be up and running. Yes, we do know exactly what the challenge is, and clearly we've solved the problem. So we can clearly say that over 90, over 95 percent of our customers are back on. So we are still working on the challenges that we have, and as soon as we are done by close of day, everybody will be able to vent. The challenge was ICT related, the challenge was uh, technology related, but uh, we have the requisite people working for us, the requisite consultants are in place, the requisite staff. And I must use this opportunity to say a big thank you to the ECG ICT staff for the hard work and the sleepless nights they've put in to get us to where we are now. To be very honest, I, I cannot confirm or deny whether it was a hack. All I can say is that it's led to the necessary investigations for us to do the right thing and to make sure that the right things are established for the good people of Ghana. ECG is a national security installation. So most of the time, when we have such difficulties or we have such problems, they have to be informed immediately for them to also come in and also do the assessments and understand the difficulties. On the second part of your question as to how much, we would have to wait till this whole exercise is completed and then quantify. And I would not like to throw numbers around until we know exactly what we are dealing with. Okay, if I get your question, well, you're asking about who the third-party vendors for ECG are. There are a bunch of different, different people because, you know, we vend on different parts of the country. ECG's district system is different from the national district system. ECG has over 90 districts that it services within the southern sector of Ghana. Um, for that, it made, it decided to have different sets of people with a certain criteria that would plug into our system and we give them the rights to sell power on our behalf. As you know, it's prepaid. So they come in, they prepay for the, for the service that they are going to sell, and then they sell based on commission. And as much as we do admit what has happened, we know it, it took place. This has been something that is quite sad because it has eroded some of the gains we made since we granted the moratorium. At the right time, we'll come out with uh, the necessary steps. But I'll entreat everybody that the system is up and running now. So if you've done anything of such, please call the person who did it for you and, return and reverse it. Because right after all of this, we will go back and embark on our illegal connection, uh, what do you call it, campaign, and make sure that everybody does right by the company. Secondly, 
through my initial speech, I said, if you have a problem, to that was caused through this and all of that, there's a procedure, as you said. Let's visit PURC, let's lodge the complaint, and we'll take them on a case-by-case basis. I would need some hard facts to be able to speak to what the Honorable, uh, Honorable MP said. So because of that, I would rather not comment on what he wrote. I'm sure he knew what he was writing when he wrote it, so I'll leave that at that. Hey, whether I feel sabotaged, I, I don't feel sabotaged. I don't feel sabotaged. I just feel we are working. There are challenges. And in every working environment, there are pushes and there are pulls. So you just have to work hard to make sure that the right systems are put in place so that you can move forward in the right direction. As to the compensations, I said, it will be managed on a case-by-case basis because I cannot, we cannot do it across board because every, every situation is peculiar to any, every individual. I'm, I'm serving a group of people called the people of Ghana. I sell electricity with a company called the Electricity Company of Ghana. I admit, and our company admits its fault, that we were not able to deliver service to the customers, and we are very, very sorry for that. We were fo- we, that was our fault, that we were not on top of our game to deliver a service. Let's not forget, in such a business, the customer is the one that always gets hurt when you not deliver on your promise. So when I said I admit my fault, I admit my fault in not being able to deliver the service that we promised to deliver. So, uh, we have about 4.5 million customer base. Types of meters, off the top of my head, I'll say about seven or eight. Where we are now is to find a way to consolidate and embark on an exercise to reduce the different, different numbers or kinds of meters in the system. At the right time, we are going to prepare a proper rollout plan on how we are going to change or replace all meters in the country. It's about time because some meters are overaged, some meters are not billing well. So at the right time, we'll call another sitting like this, at which we'll let you know which areas we'll be starting from and which companies will be coming in and then how the rollout is going to be for us to replace all faulty meters and also existing meters that are that need to be replaced. So that's the managing director of the electricity company of Ghana, Samuel Dubik. Mahama. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka in Accra. Comments from you have been coming through. Christian Ameko from Kbun says, What is happening in this country? ECG should be truthful to Ghanaians and tell us exactly what is happening on the ground. Ghanaians deserve better. Man Sakara from Nungwa says, After increasing electricity tariffs, this is how ECG is paying back consumers. Interesting times. Ahead, Daniel Akpaliok from Sandema says this country is always confronted with one problem or the other. Many customers of ECG are suffering power outages for no fault, through no fault of the dears, and uh, yet the ECG failing to get this issue addressed to ameliorate the situation of the customers. Fiamongo in Abo uh, says the ECG should do the best it can to solve the problems so that it does not happen again. Uh, Kelvin in Accra says, this ECG matter, I bought 50 cities worth of credits on 24th uh, September 2022, and when I loaded it, only 20 cities came through. What is actually happening in Ghana nowadays? Send us your reaction to 0549-986-996, 0549-986-996.
0809-900-996. Let's go to the eastern region now because we are told that the flood, the rains from the weekend actually caused flooding and many people have been affected. We are told people have been displaced and indeed it is even affecting the production of water by the Ghana Water Company Limited. Our correspondent in the eastern region is um, Neil Ni Amate Kanaku. He joins us on the line. Neil, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Uh, thank you very much, Sandra. Paint the picture for us uh, of the aftermath of the rains from the weekend. Okay, thank you. Uh, so uh, we recorded uh, some huge volumes of uh, rainfall uh, that is uh, from Saturday on uh, through to Sunday. And uh, a lot of people have been displaced in the process. Now, when you look at uh, the New Garden South area, uh, some areas uh, that got flooded uh, include uh, the Joy Daddy area that is in Kobim uh, to Kinky Factory. Uh, you go down, you use the highway, the highway area that is the uh, office of the uh, National Fire Service. That is the original command. Uh, that area also got flooded. Fujiasi uh, got flooded. Uh, Aquedum got flooded. And then uh, some areas... Uh, 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 in the eastern region also got flooded in the process. Now, when you look at Akwadum area, which happens to be in the New Jersey, not municipality, uh, hundreds of people were displaced in the process. Uh, the access route, that is when you are connecting from the, from Koforiria to Suhum, that section at Akwadum uh, was submerged, totally submerged uh, from uh, yesterday. It was only today that uh, the water receded and uh, uh, travelers had the chance or opportunity uh, to go through that uh, side. Now, when we visited there today, uh, Nagmo, uh, uh, the music that is a, uh, a music of uh, New Jersey North, the MP himself, uh, Nana E.J. Boatin, uh, together with the Regional Highways Director and the EPA, uh, they were all there to assess the extent of damage. And uh, Sanda, it, it wasn't easy at all. Hundreds of properties have been lost in the process, uh, uh, ranging from televisions, ranging from uh, uh, fridges, home appliances, uh, beds, uh, machines. Uh, there was a sawmill uh, uh, at, the, at the cave uh, when you are going to Aquadum. Now, this man has lost all the machines in that area because uh, the floodwaters carried them away. Uh, when you look at Insalm also, I think uh, signals that uh, some areas in Insalm uh, have also uh, got uh, flooded in the process. Uh, that is uh, uh, the lorry station uh, in 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 Sawam, Oriku, Okubeye, Atwejui, Lante, and Jankum. All these areas in in Sawam have also been flooded. Uh, that was uh, from yesterday to today. So the situation uh, it's really dire here in the eastern region. When you look at Akwatia, also recorded some floods there. When you, when you look at uh, Asaman Kese, uh, Akimoda, recorded some floods in uh, these areas. And uh, it's not been easy for residents in Koforidia. That is from Saturday to today, Sander. What about Nadmo? Are we seeing lots of activities? We we are not really seeing uh, anything from the usual. You know, uh, uh, Nadmo is 
a kind of handicap because from the rounds we went today, uh, I've not seen anything specific from uh, NADMO. They are there with their jackets uh, trying to also assist uh, and uh, see what uh, they can do. But uh, the Municipal Chief Executive for New Job and North, Madam Comfort Asante, indicated to me that uh, they, are, they are liaising with uh, NADMO to ensure that some relief items are sent to uh, these victims of the flood in Aquadum and other areas uh, in the New Job and North municipality. But uh, as to any fiscal thing that uh, NADMO can present, I honestly have not seen anything of that sort uh, since uh, the flooding issue started somewhere on Saturday. Thank you so much. Neoni Amate Kanaku is our correspondent in the Eastern region. We'll be hearing from the Ghana Water Company Limited shortly. Uh, because it is having challenges at loss of its plants um, since the rains came in. But before then, let's return or let's stay in the eastern region and hear uh, from some residents of Kofredo are speaking about the rains this weekend. <laughs> A lot of things have been destroyed. Items have been stolen as well. The bridge should be reconstructed because it chokes whenever it rains. Our authorities should do well to fix this. When it floods, our working materials are washed away. I've been working here for a while. And this is the situation always. This is the only place we have, and we suffer every time there is a downpour. Those are some residents of Kofredo are speaking there to our correspondent. Let's hear also from the Member of Parliament for New Jabin North, the area that was mostly affected, Nana Ajibwatin. The Assembly should look at those uh, uh, matters of encroachment, because usually... People are not supposed to build uh, within a certain uh, range on the, to, uh, to, to the, the, the river basin. So if the assembly is also pushing and then uh, applying the law, then we can have a situation. What happens is that in, in Ghana, the system is too permissive. Somebody comes to put up something, he puts a container there, you go and write against it, stop work. They themselves come and ride uh, uh, and take it off and continue the work. Like the assembly has come, they are going to regularize the thing and then they go ahead. It gives them power to go ahead and develop. And before you are aware, this is the blocks to give way to containers. These are all the, uh, giving us uh, 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 the kind of problems that we are having. So it's a collective responsibility. This one, I was talking about it, and uh, uh, the, the floods that we're going to see at Akodum. I was saying that over the years, it's been flooding there, but this, the extent to which Akodum got flooded this time, we have never seen it like that. And the, the volume of rains that we had in that catchment area would not have given us the floods. The floods are coming from upstream. And why are they coming from upstream? Because those are areas that are endemic for Galamse. So that is what is the, the challenge that we have. People want to get rich and they are endangering the uh, environment for us. And it's a responsibility for all of us. You had a member of parliament for New Jabin North, Nana Eji Boatin, speaking there during an inspection tour of the region following the floods. Now, apart from the community members who have been affected, we are told that Ghana Water Company Limited is having many challenges in continuing to treat water for our homes. And this is not just in the eastern region, 
but across the country. Stanley Marty heads communication at the Ghana Water Company Limited. Mr. Marty, welcome to Eyewitness News. Yes, uh, thank you very much for having me. So what's the situation with the rains and how is that bothering you? Because like I said to your original PRO the last time, you need water. It's a raw material that you use for production. And yet there are rains and you are worried. Explain to us what the situation is. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I think I've been affected in most uh, parts of the country and not uh, the eastern region at all. And uh, you also realize that we extract water from this river body. So our intake point or our extraction um, uh, point is at the bank of uh, these um, rivers. So anytime they flood or anytime they go beyond a certain level, um, then they flood, uh, they get into a pump house and sometimes they cause havoc. And that is what we are seeing this time. In the eastern region, for instance, at our Dinswano, um um, pump house, uh, water, uh, the, the Dinsu uh, broke it bound and then flooded the, um, um, the, 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 booster, the booster station. Now, it is not a usual occurrence, but I think this one, the levels were too high, the pressures were too high from, uh, from the flood. So uh, it went into uh, the pump house and destroyed the electronic equipment and and the pumps and everything. So we are unable to pump to a greater part of the metropolis within the um, Kofiridua um, uh, municipality. But we are getting water from Bukuno, another treatment plant, and then some other um, stations within the metropolis. So we are able to serve them, except the water isn't enough. So we've had to do some demand management so that at least we can distribute the little water in the system equitably for the people of the metropolis. And uh, like the press release said, we are facing similar challenges in Jambuzi, in the Upper West Region, in the Nawuni, in the Northern Region, and that's uh, where our Dalon treatment plant is. We are also having challenges at our Kimoda. That Kimoda treatment plant currently is, is, uh, has been shut down because uh, of a similar situation because uh, the intake area is flooded and uh, all the pumps are submerged. The electronic equipment there. Control panels are all submitted, so um, we are unable to to do anything at the moment. So the water will have to recede, and then we can get equipment out, have them fixed, or uh, if they are damaged beyond repairs, then we may have to import new ones and have them fixed before we can treat water at our um, at treatment plant. Winba treatment plant is facing a similar, similar challenge. Kwenyaku, also in the central region, facing a similar challenge. And so it's, it's a bit devastating that uh, our people, our engineers are working around the clock so that at least we can uh, manage the situation. What Thank population you. are you serving in Achimoda and um, what is the alternative for them now that you shut down the plant completely? So the Chimoda treatment plant says the Chimoda municipality and then um, Kede and then some other communities around um, that, uh, that that area. So the entire place is, is affected in that. Uh, that's the treatment plant that serves the entire area. So if the treatment plant is down, then it means they do not have access to water. But we have some uh, mechanized boreholes also within the area. So we are using that to serve them. And then we are using tankers to serve um, 
especially the essential service providers. And then if there is any, there's time, uh, there's, um, there's opportunity to serve some, some community members too, we do. But we are giving priority to essential service providers like hospitals and then, and then the schools. So everything is under control currently. I want to assure the general public that uh, we haven't gotten into a crisis situation yet because we are able to manage it. And want to assure them that everything is under control. We just have to pray and hope that the, um, the, if there should be more rings, there should be manageable rings, but not torrential rings that could uh, cause further torrential hostilities. Do you suspect that you may be shutting down any of the other plants up north? Um, currently, no, because um, um, Talon, for instance, um, is receding. And so uh, our challenge in Dalon, in the northern region, for instance, is um, uh, the transformers that feed power to the treatment plant. And so if Medco is able to to assist us, get uh, transformers that could feed enough power to the plant, then we wouldn't have any, any, any challenge. But currently, our uh, electronic equipment, especially our control panels and our forms, um, are, um, are, are in good shape. Uh, it's just power to feed them. So in the northern region, I think it's, it's under control. Um, the Bagre Dam has not been shut yet, and so uh, we are still praying that uh, it doesn't cause any further, further havoc. Let's talk before you go of Galamsey. You have been sounding the alarm bells on Galamsey. Have you seen any improvements at any of your plans or the situation is the same as it was? Even your minister, your sector minister, had had cause to complain about it. Yes, our sector minister is um, on her way uh, for uh, another tour on Galamsey prone area. So, um, Omar, I'll plead with you that... um, we we look at the current situation as she goes round, and then she can speak to you, or I'll, I I will do that when when she's done with her talk. Um, I'm on the trip. I'm on the trip with her, my managing director, and other um, stakeholders are on the trip. With so when we are done, we can speak adequately to to the, to the situation. Very well. Thank you so much uh, for speaking to us. I'm, I'm also very grateful. That's Stanley Marty. He's head of communication at the electricity company. Of Ghana. Uh, we have more on Galamsey though, but that will be after this break. Please stay. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. Let's do some more stories. The Asantehine Otumfo Osei-Tutu II says he has initiated steps to help resolve the prolonged conflict in Boko in the Upper East region. The Asantehine says Boko, as a border town, could become an entry point for extremists from Burkina Faso, which has become unstable in recent times. Otumfo II, who spoke during a visit by the U.S. Ambassador to Ghana at the Menshia Palace, says there are engagements with the National Security Minister and traditional authorities in the north to help resolve the conflict. When I came back, I've had meetings with the National Security Minister to see how best I can be involved to do. I initiated some moves before I left, and 
I will speak to the Mayu, the Paramount Chief, the King of the Mampubu people, and also I was spoken to the Bokunaba also before I left. Came to meet the Mampubu people and uh, and Boko also to see what the problem is, and therefore find a, a somehow a way that we can we can try to use to resolve that. My fear is that because of what is happening in Burkina Faso, the border is porous, and therefore, if we are not very careful with that porosity of the border and all that, some will hinge on, you know, come back to Ghana here. And if we are not very careful, we don't have the ability to do the surveillance in terms of drones and everything to check what is happening. And that's something that I would also kind of do support the national scheme to support them to be able to do that. And therefore, and then give the proper intelligence training to our people who will be able to justify to see how best we can control that border there. Because it's also something with all the terrorist attacks around there, Mali and all those things, the fear. For now, we have not had it. For now, touch wood, God bless us, we have not had it. For how long can that go? You heard the Asante Hino Tumfo say to the second. Now, the National Media Commission is threatening to shut down media houses in the Boko Municipality, which are being used to incite the public in the protracted chieftaincy issues in the area. The NMC says it has in recent times noted with deep concern the use of radio programs to incite ethnic violence in the town. Boko has been the center of violence in recent times, leading to the death of many persons, with several property also destroyed. Executive Secretary of the NMC MC George Sapong charged media houses in Boko to be measured in their utterances. We are hoping to contribute to peace building in the community. Our expectation is that owners of radio stations will commit to supporting those moves towards peace. And that we are determined to ensure that this is done. It's only because, as we said in the statement, the situation is getting out of hand. There are going to be very serious consequences. And uh, I have to be very direct here. On those one, everything is on the table, including if we have to shut down all the radio stations in the community. But we strongly believe that uh, that wouldn't rule. It, things won't get to that point. Already we know that a couple of the radio stations are started interventions that are very positive. Even before our uh, statement came out, some of them have started initiating uh, some of the interventions that all of us are thinking about that are going to improve uh, gatekeeping in their performance. So we don't believe that we may have to get to the end, but if we have to, we will do it. George Sapon is the Executive Secretary of the National Media Commission. 100 Ghanaian medical students trained in Ukraine are still awaiting results, verification and placement into Ghanaian medical schools. This revelation comes after Dr. Nsias Sari, the chairman of the Interministerial Committee, put together to come out with modalities to integrate the students into Ghanaian medical schools, disclosed that about 100 out of the initial 187 students had been placed into Ghanaian medical schools. Dr. Nsias Sari said the committee has successfully completed its work and would soon submit a report to the Ministry of Education. Speaking City News, President of the Ukrainian branch of NUCS, Philip Bubiansa, says they are are yet to see the placements done by the committee. 100 
my medical students from Ukraine have been placed in, in medical schools now. But we are yet to see, uh, I mean, those placement and the results as well. But that is, that is, that information is true. We are yet to see, uh, I mean, to verify, but that statement was made by the American Dental Council. I sat in a meeting with them, which they projected everything. I mean, they showed, uh, I mean, the committee that was responsible for the whole exercise about how the placement were done and everything. But the students are yet to see where they were placed and, I mean, the results they also got from the assessment they conducted. Right. And do you know when that will be? No, I've been trying to get a, I mean, a specific date that they will release their results, but they keep saying soon, soon. That is the only answer I get. And they are also saying they are waiting for the go-ahead from the Minister of Education. So that is, I mean, basically the you heard the president of NOOCS of the Ukrainian students, Philip Bobier answer. Now, government has hinted of plans to review the electronic transfer levy to ensure tax compliance. The levy imposes a 1.5% charge on all electronic transfers, including mobile money and bank transfers. The government says despite an impressive outcome from the levy for the first and second quarter of the year, there is the need to broaden the tax net to enhance domestic revenue mobilization. The Finance Minister Kenofriata made this known during a press briefing on the economy. The Ghana Revenue Authority has intensified its efforts to show up domestic revenue mobilization particularly in relation to the enforcement of compliance measures. The increased visibility of GR officials at shopping malls and various commercial establishments and at our borders across the country is in pursuit of meeting our revenue objectives. Such exercises form part of an ongoing drive to ensure we take significant steps forward in remedying long-standing challenges with domestic revenue mobilization, indiscipline, corruption, and leakages. Of course, heightened tax compliance and increased tax audit exercises will continue to be complemented by policy initiatives that allow us to tap into a wider pool of taxpayers in the years ahead. Um, Towards this, therefore, um, we are looking at areas around the e-levy to ensure its efficient implementation. Finance Minister Ken Uforiata there. Now about 15 shops within the Kumasi Central Market in the Ashanti region have been destroyed after fire gutted a shoemaking shop within the market. Eyewitnesses tell City News the fire started in one shop at around 4 a.m. today, which later spread to other shops destroying thousands of shoemaking materials among other wares. Eyewitnesses say although officials from the Ghana National Fire Service arrived at the scene late, the intervention of the officers prevented the situation from escalating. Speaking to City News, the Deputy Ashanti Regional Fire Commander, Divisional Officer Grade 1, Rashid Nisau, noted that there were no casualties. They deal in uh, manufacturing of these uh, commercial shoes. So they have leather, uh, the sole of the shoes, adhesive, super uh, blue, and all that. That's what they used over there. Some of the victims are like that when they called the fire officers, they didn't come and they only have six. But the, uh, we will not be able to tell the time of, you see, the times are two. The time of, the time when fire was discovered and the time of call. We will not be able to tell when the fire was discovered because we didn't discover the fire. But we know the time of call. And the time of call was 0450. And the time of arrival at the fire ground was 0452. 
So exactly two minutes after the call, we were at the fire So if they are saying that where we did, we, they called and we didn't come, we at the time we received the call, it was 04.50, and we got there at 04.52. It was only two minutes worth interval. So we will not be able to tell when the fire started because we were not there when the fire started. Were they casualties? There were no casualties. There were no casualties. Divisional Officer Grade 1 Rashid Nassau is Deputy Ashanti Regional Fire Commander. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Eno Safo. Let's settle for the details. The Concerned Farmers Association of Ghana has expressed concern about the delay in the announcement in the new prices of cocoa. The government is expected to announce the new price for cocoa in the country later this week after it failed to do so at the start of the 2022-2023 farming season, which commenced on the 1st of October. The last increment in cocoa farm gate price was by 28%, pushing it from 515 CDs to 600 CDs per bag in 2020. Already neighboring Ivory Coast has taken the lead with a 10% increase in the purchase price of the commodity from its farmers. In an interview with City Business News, President of the Association, Lana Opambo Boating Buntu II, stressed that any further delay would further disenfranchise farmers in the country. We are so surprised about the delayance of the cocoa price up to now that uh, farmers don't know the price that the uh, cocoa ball coming out with. And uh, the most unfortunate thing is government spent more money on the cocoa day just to let them come out with the price. And looking at the whole activity, it was a whole week activity from Monday up to Saturday. And look at the money that government gave to cocoa board or cocoa board spent on these whole activities. And at the end of the day, they did not come out with the price of cocoa. This is very unfortunate. And then uh, secondly, as I'm speaking to you right now, people are buying cocoa very cheap from the farmers. Farmers need money. And now they are buying the cocoa very cheap from the farmers. And then later, when the price came, they will do what? Sell it high price for them to make more money than the cocoa farmers. So it's very unfortunate what the cocoa board they are doing. At the end of the day, cocoa board, they are just playing with the heart of Ghana's economy. Because what is happening as I'm speaking to you now, within the celebration that they even did the cocoa day and other things, I don't see the more important of it. Because you're supposed to come out with the cocoa day to come out with the price of a new cocoa. But what happened? It was full of activity. It was waste of money and resources. Nana Opambo Boatin Bonsu II is president of the Concerned Farmers Association of Ghana. The Netherlands Embassy in Ghana has reiterated its commitment to cocoa production in Ghana by investing about 100 billion euros in the cocoa value chain. The Deputy Dutch Ambassador to Ghana, Her Excellency Katia Lasseur, who revealed this at the second edition of Orange Cocoa Day 2022 in Accra on the theme, exploring how improved access to land and tree tenure promotes sustainability in the cocoa value chain, maintains that it is important to ensure that cocoa farmers are given the needed support. The Netherlands is the second largest exporter of agricultural products in the world. As you know, we have um, a very small country in terms of land stuff. But last year alone, total agricultural exports were worth 
110 billion euros. This is made possible, amongst other things, by all stakeholders working to ensure responsible and optimal utilization of land. We will hear today from Maridia, it's a Dutch land rights specialist organization, how they um, go about their work on land title documentation in Western North region and how that helps improve productivity for local farmers. Deputy Dutch Ambassador to Ghana, Her Excellency Katia Lasser. Away from that, Deputy Trade and Industry Minister Michael Ocherbefi has retreated the government's efforts in making Ghana a pharmaceutical manufacturing hub in the West African sub-region. According to him, government is focused on building the capacities of pharmaceutical manufacturers to be able to compete on the international market, which will in turn increase foreign exchange for the country. He spoke to the media during the 60th anniversary celebrations of the oldest pharmaceutical company in Ghana, Phytorica Pharmaceutical Company. Government is poised now, seriously, to be able to poise in bridging the gap so that a lot of investment can come in the area of uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing. We are also trying to build the technical capacity of the businesses. Most of the pharmaceutical manufacturers are not so enhanced. They don't have the strength, like, like the, the capacity to even engage in international manufacturing. That's how come government is now trying to do everything possible to get them into it by building the capacity of, uh, and also building a biomed equivalent center to be able to help these pharmaceutical companies uh, to boost their, their operations. And uh, we, we are poised in, in doing that. Government is also trying hard to set up a pharmaceutical manufacturing hub, like an enclave, where we'll be, we're able to gather most of the pharmaceutical manufacturers to, to do manufacturing, to boost our production and also our export, which will metamorphose into getting more foreign exchange for the country. Deputy Trade and Industry Minister Michael Ocherberfi speaking there. Now, as part of efforts to increase the investor base in Ghana and provide more innovative solutions to meet the investment needs of clients, Cal Asset Management Company Limited, a subsidiary of CalBank PLC, has unveiled two unique collective investment scheme products onto the capital market. The product's Cal Advantage Unit Trust is a medium to long-term investment plan that balances the market risks of unit holders through fixed income and equities instruments, while Cal Benefit Unit Trust is a fully fixed income vehicle that is positioned as an emergency fund for investors. Speaking at the launch of the product, Chief Executive Officer of CalBank PLC, Philip Uredu, lauded the introduction of these two products. I do believe that these products which are being launched are focused on these two things, taking into consideration the need of our clients, looking at what is required of them and what would have to be done for them. So I'm very glad that we are going through this trajectory uh, and seeing that we are, we are lo- looking at uh, a subsidiary which consistently o- 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 over the period has seen growth. Uh, I remember some time back when we published the annual financial statement of the group, we have to indicate what the contribution of the subsidiaries are. We used to talk about contribution to profitability and contribution to uh, the balance sheet size. Talking about 1%, 1.5%, now we are seeing in the region of 5%, 6%. So continuously as the bank keeps growing, the subsidiaries are also growing, and significantly, Cal Asset Management is also growing in line with the vision of the group as a whole. 
Chief Executive Officer of Carl Bank PLC, Philip Oredu, speaking there. That's all for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Enosafo. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. This is Point Blanc on Eyewitness News. I am Umaru Sanda Amado. Tonight on Point Blanc, we have three issues for you. One, the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, is touring the northern part of the country. He touch base with his uh, office. Two, the NDC in the Ashanti region is not happy with a plan we are told by the national NDC to ensure that only Akans are voted as regional executive for the party. And the third one, which I'm going to start with, has to do with um, Bernard Entribosiaku, popularly known as Chairman Wuntumi, the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the New Patriotic Party. Last week, the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources and MP for Damongo, Honorable um, Samuel Abdullah Jinapo, had issued a statement saying that he had directed the Mineral Commission, Minerals Commission, to stall the operations of Akunta Mines, a company that is owned by Chairman Wuntumi, which was mining or engaging in illegal mining. Subsequent to that, um, Wuntumi called or spoke on his own media platform, Wuntumi TV and Wuntumi Radio, and said that the information put out by the minister is not accurate. Listen. Two ten. Uh, Mark Hammond and this type on the show, me baby, a yet prospecting. Since I mean, okay, say, me will lease. I'm a lease, I'm a walk. I yak on time, my name, no. I buy baby new one, mommy, now say, be woo, 2035. I can't tell my lease now, a crown, a baby, 2035. A baby, 2035. And a baby, okay. Now, uh, some boy no company me and a ho a ya quantum mining and uh a year summer test for na sawba kaya twenty thirteen uh in the same summer test for no omu ye propaganda and no mone and this hit runage or mahama mo or mokabu and omu the cost seasy mescabetes no muti jacko to two me niem me 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 company nimu semi illegal mining 
aha ana illiga ni liga nyinano aha ne nyansa ni ndugdiego liga ene illiga nyinano ene se ubetime nya documents unya documents na na wo documents na eno de minerals commission ebetimi abehwe wadwuma na wo ye no ama obi bia wo ye bia no sansa wo pipa no ntino obetoto niamu nyina apepepe ever since agana baye the costa eh sama kesifoi ah da bia no omukofa radio stations bi titrune ndc for radio stations no mo dey propaganda say eh wuntu me me yegalam say da bia ma bra but do na ye den no matima yegalam say me release me wa concessions for and the war uh uh no concessions for and the water my boy e bi aye first person and the so that's uh, Chairman Wuntumi, um, the Ashanti Regional Chair of the New Patriotic Party. He was speaking on Wuntumi Radio, and um, he was speaking true. So let me just give you parts of what he said in the tree language. He said, I have documents for legal mining, which is expected to expire in 2035. Once you have the required documents, the Minerals Commission monitors your mining operations as a firm. Supporters of NDC are those championing the agenda that I am engaged in illegal mining. I have documents for my mining concessions. I cannot be engaged in illegal mining. Now, recall that last week, and I, I inadvertently said the minister had directed the Minerals Commission, rather the Forestry Commission, to halt the uh, mining operations of Akunta mines in the western region. Now, the Minerals Commission has also issued a statement on this particular issue, and it says, following the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources press release on 30th September 2022 on the alleged operations of Akunta Mining Limited in the Tano Nimri Forest Reserve, the attention of the Minerals Commission has been drawn to a mining lease in circulation purporting to be a lease granted to the company to undertake mining operations in the said Tano Nimri Forest Reserve. It will be recalled that the Ministry's press statement of 30th September 2022 stated that, quote, while Akunta Mining Limited has a mining lease to undertake mining operations in some parts of Samreboy outside the forest reserve, the company has no mineral rights to undertake any mining operations in the Tano Nimri Forest Reserve. Unquote. For the avoidance of doubt, Akunta Mining Limited has two mining leases in the Samreboy area, granted following a reconnaissance license granted on 15th June 2011 and a prospecting license granted on 31st December 2022. These are one mining leave. Mining lease of an area in Samraboy dated 23rd July 2021, the lease in circulation, and two, mining lease of an area in Abokwasi dated 23rd July 2021. Then um, none of the above leases, the statement continues, they fall within the Tano Nimri Forest Reserve or any forest reserve uh, for that matter. The letters from the Forestry Commission and the Minerals Commission dated 8 August 2022 and 7 September 2022, which have been circulated alongside the lease granted in 2021, have no bearing on the above set-out leases. As indicated in the Ministry's press statement dated 30 September 2022, Akunta Mining Limited had a pending application dated 25 August 2022 for Tano Nimri Forest Reserve. The application has not been determined by the minister who is mandated by law to grant or refuse such applications. And for the avoidance of doubt, um, Akunta Mining Limited has no mining lease, mineral rights and or permit 
to undertake any mining operations in the Tanonimri Forest Reserve, and steps are currently being undertaken to enforce the Minister's Directive issued on 30th September 2022, and this is issued by the Minerals Commission. So that will be it for uh, the issues of Chairman um, me and the mining company. Let's touch base with the office of the Vice President. He has um, embarked on a tour where he's uh, inspecting projects by the government. His spokesperson is Dr. Gideon Boakudok. You're welcome to Point Blank. Hi, Sander. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Whereabouts are you and what has the Vice President been up to? I am currently somewhere one of the suburbs of uh, Tamale. I don't know exactly where. But you are, you are still learning your Tamale, aren't you? Maybe you need some a confirm and uh, Dawa Dawa Jolov. It will help you with your navigations. Uh, uh, disappointingly, I've taken some, but still the bearing is not working. <laughs> then you cannot be helped. But So where did the vice president start from and what has he been up to? Yeah, so the vice president has been in the northern region from yesterday uh, with a few government officials, some um, um, staff from his office and um, some friends. Um, yesterday we paid a courtesy call on the overlord of Dabon. Uh, that is Yana Yakubu Andani. We went to the Yana's palace. We also went to the palace of the um, the overlord of Wollensee, if I'm right to say so. And um, after that, we also inspected some government projects, uh, including Agenda 111 um, in Sea. And then uh, we retired today. Um, today, the vice president has basically been into the UNAS palace, the Samulugu uh, Chiefs palace, and also inspected some government projects. And this evening, um, as part of the program for the tour, He's having meetings with some members of parliament and uh, also engaging some other stakeholders and opinion leaders in the Tamale uh, city. Let's talk about some of the projects he's been looking at. Then we come back and look at the engagements he's been having. So which key things has he been working on? Yeah, so um, broadly, he's been monitoring progress of projects, um, doing some government business, I want to say government business, having meetings, official ones, engaging communities and chiefs and people. And some of the projects the vice president has visited so far are largely the Agenda 111 projects. When you come to the northern region here, there are about eight districts that do not have district hospitals and therefore were lucky to be captured in the president's flagship uh, policy of having hospitals across uh, all districts and therefore the Agenda 111 project. So basically, the districts are the Sabligu, Sanderigu, Wulinsi, Saboba, Nantomion, and I think two others. But so far, he's visited the Agenda 111 project at Wulinsi. That was yesterday, and today he's visited the one at Sabligu. And I'm glad to announce that um, at each of these project sites, uh, work is progressing. Um, we're hoping, as the vice president indicated, that very soon all these uh, projects will be completed and the people living in these communities and the districts 
also have access to a district hospital where they can access quality and good uh, health care. So these are some of the projects that um, he's been um, visiting and monitoring so far in the northern region. Uh, tomorrow and the next day, he shall move to the northeast region and also continue to do some sword cuttings and also inspect other government projects in those regions. He's also been, of course, using some of the um, projects that have already been completed by this government. I'm talking about some of the roads, like the Wollinsi Bimbila Road, which has been completed, done by President Ekufuado, and it was um, a good thing and experience, a good experience to use that road. Um, if you come to Northern Region, to you see there are a lot of wood projects that have been uh, um, started but uncompleted. The Tamale Interchange, for the first time, I used it yesterday, and I think it's a good thing to happen in the northern region. And I think the people are also appreciative of the fact that they have the first ever uh, interchange in the northern part of Ghana, cited in Tamale. So these are some of the of the projects. Um, that, that the vice president has been monitoring and inspecting. Um, the other thing is that it is not just the monitoring of the project. The vice president is also taking time to reach out to the community in the northern region. Remember, a lot of the time, many people would want to have access to the seat of government, i.e. the president or the vice president, but because of the distance, they are unable to commute to Accra to have such meetings. And therefore, the vice president has also taken time to visit the chiefs and people and some of, uh, sometimes also um, some traders and business people to listen to them, that the things that they had wanted to come to Accra to discuss with him or the president. He's taking time to listen to them. And he's also made time as a party man to also engage his own party people to also acquaint himself with uh, some of the concerns they have, take time to explain to them things that are happening in government and within the party calling for unity and making sure that we have to. So he's been doing all these uh, engagements and meetings whilst they're in the, in the northern part of the country. Mm. You, you said too that he has been engaging people. The presumption would be that he was meeting with party delegates, possibly preparing the grounds for the flag bearership race because we also told that he was there with a host of um, party stores who I believe to be either in his camp or who were supposed to have been in Alan Germantin's camp who have joined him. You are his spokesperson. Are you, have you started campaigning already? Oh, no, far from that. You know, um, just as during the president's tour, the vice president and any other party leader who travels across the country, and especially when the vice president comes to the north, which is his home, um, there's no way you can come spend a day or two days back home. And the party people are there from constituency to the region. I mean, party communicators, party elders, I mean, council of elders, patrons, and you say you won't have time to to engage them. They have been looking up to some of these meetings. So it is only fair and proper that once you are a stalwart, you are a leader of the party, especially when you are uh, in government, you get an opportunity to travel back home like this. You make yourself available 
to party people. Some of them would want to come home and visit you. Currently, um, I'm in the house of the vice president, Tomale, and people are coming to visit. Some of them are uh, technically not party people, but the fact that he lives within their community, he has a property within their community, I come back home after work, they want to visit him, talk to him, and it's quite normal. When we all go back home, it happens to us. And he's also a local man, a party person, and a family local boy, it's like a second primary school man. So it's, it's, it's time for him to avail himself to the community for people to come and interact with him. So that is basically what is happening. But, but you, 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 you rule out the fact that there could still be some political activities going on here and there. Oh, once you meet party people, it is political. So there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, uh, for instance, we come to the house, they say all manner of people are here. So some of these come and greet and go, come and whisper, okay, talk to me, what is the issue? Some of these are open, general, uh, engagements that are not, you know, in secret. Once in a while, you see one or two elderly people coming, and then he will walk into a closet with them. But they, they are normal meetings in the glare of the of the public that uh, you cannot do anything shrouded in secrecy. And in, in any case, nobody has a secret. So it's it's a matter of making yourself available to your people, your community, your party people, and the Ghanaian people, mm. and listening to them. Who is the pre- vice president traveling with? Because was also going to inform us on whether he was engaging in politics or he was engaging in his duties as vice president. Yeah, we are here with um, some uh, government officials. Honorable Ambusteri uh, is here with us. Uh, I think the deputy majority chief, Honorable um, Habib, is also here with us. Uh, Dr. Nsiasai. Well, who is a presidential advisor on health because of Agenda 111 projects that we are inspecting. He's here, and I think the gentleman who heads the execution of Agenda 111 is also here. He also has uh, some of his aides here with us, and a few friends who came along with him. I mean, friends like uh, Honorable Aparanza, Honorable um, Chairman Koka from Ashanti Region is also here with us, and the Data General of the Ghana Lottery, Samia Oku, is also here with him. We have some national officers of the party. Uh, the deputy communications director, I guess, uh, Kamar Dean, is here with us. Okay. And a few other 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 personalities. Very well. Th- thank you. I will be following your campaign and then not campaign your tour, <laughs> and then as and when there's need to start with we will do. Thank you. You corrected yourself. Well, I'm not sure I've corrected myself, but let's leave it like that. Thank you so much for speaking to us. You're most welcome, Sandra. That's Dr. Gideon Boako. He speaks for the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Let's go to the Ashanti region, descend southwards, and make a stop in the Ashanti region. There apparently is a plan by the National Democratic Congress to have only Akans elected as party executives for the Ashanti region. This is not going down well with non-Akan party executives or party executive hopefuls. The current regional chairman of the NDC in the Ashanti region is Kwame Zhu. He joins us on the line. Uh, Mr. Zhu, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you very much. To correct, I am not a regional Regional secretary. Regional secretary. Apologies. I was I was just yeah. ho- hoping, telling you like General Mosquito is hoping to be chairman. Apologies. You don't want the you don't want the the the, the prophecy. I am aspiring, but eventually it is higher than that. 
no problem. No problem. So, is it true that your party is contemplating, or is this something that has become a policy that um, only non-accounts, only accounts should run for office or be elected as executives of your party in the Ashanti region? Mr. Mister, I'm not sure where you are, but the line is really tricky. It's still a bit tricky. Is it better? Yes, it's better. Yes, it's better. All right. Like I said, the NDC is a matter of political party. And the party by itself, the meter in opposition, is carbon neutral and neutral. So the party by its chapter does not have any such arrangement where it is enjoined that the members or executives of the party in the Ashanti region should be exclusively account that is not true. The party has a stance. Mr. Kwame Zou, honestly, I, I'm not sure, but it's so uh, difficult hearing you. Can you restate the position you just stated? Let me see if that would be better. So, uh, is it much better now? Yes, please. Go ahead. All right. I only indicated that the party is a mass political party uh, that is trying to neutral. And by its very competition in that certain region, I think we need to not have an arrangement constitutionally or concretely where people of other tribal nations are prevented or discouraged from occupying party and certain positions in the Everybody who's a member of the party desires of leading the party at any level in that certain region is allowed to be forms and run accordingly. So there are no such institutional or conventional ideas that only people of a background are allowed or are encouraged to run for office in the party. So, so, so it's not, it's not, it is not true? It is absolutely not true. It is our constitution. Okay, hold it a second. So there is yeah. no plan by your national council to make that imposition? No, like I said, the party is run by constitution. And the constitution of the party does not promote ethnicity and tribalism. The party believes that everybody who is competent, everybody who is capable and desirous of leading the party, at the level of all, regardless of religion, and background, you are free to expose them accordingly. So we have no such arrangement in that country. Okay, so there's, 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 no, there's no constitutional. Um Article that says that, that's one. The National Council hasn't mentioned. How about your regional council of uh, elders? There is no such arrangement. Like I said, we run the party. So so we should should dismiss the rumor as what it is, a rumor. Uh, That is is precisely the point I'm making. Very well. Thank you. Let's leave it. Your your, your line is terribly bad, but terrible. But let's let's leave it there. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, That's Kwame Zou. He's uh, regional secretary of the NDC in the Ashanti region. Well, that will be it for Eyewitness News tonight. My name is Umaru Sandamadu. My name is Umaru Sandamadu. Production by 6-2 Don Ulu and Beverly London. Production technical support uh, by Daniel Squashi. We'll be back tomorrow at 17.30 GMT.